1: Hello, I'm Good Afternoon. Welcome to Red Men News. I am Ross Chanley. Today is Monday, the 4th of May, Star Wars Day for those of you who like Star Wars. Uh, joined today, first time on Red Men News, I think it's Lauren Black from the Red TV Women's Podcast. Uh, Lauren, just tell us what you've been up to. How have you coped with lockdown? How has it affected women's football? And where can people find you?
2: Yeah, so uh, lockdown's been interesting, Um, it's definitely given us uh, a a bit more time to think of new ideas for the channel and stuff like that, because obviously we're not going on football-wise, we've had to sort of get a little bit creative, Um, but yeah, we're we're, we're on YouTube, uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that type of stuff, Um, just search RMTV Women's Podcast and you'll be able to find us there. Um, we've had a couple of a good couple of guests over the last few days. We've had Sam Miller, who's a women's football media journalist. And we've also had a football freestyler from America on the podcast by the name of Tom Lynch. So, yeah, we've been able to get a, a few a few people on.
1: Is the freestyler as good as keep as you are?
2: Oh, she's even better. she's she,
1: yeah?
2: Some of the stuff that she can do is unbelievable.
1: Our kids are cool. Uh, yeah, so make sure you go and check out Lauren, uh, naming all the work they're doing over there. If you have some content by podcast form or video form, uh, it's on their YouTube channel. I think it's on the web- website as well. Um, brief, some news. We're going to talk about Divika Rigi, his, his name is in the title. Uh, he's been talking to a, a journalist, uh, or a newspaper article, sorry, in, in Holland, uh, about his future. Belgium, should I say, sorry. Um, so he responds to transfer speculation, development under Jurgen Klopp. Uh, just let me find his quote. He said, I'm a better player than last year. Klopp has given me the space to develop myself. I always listen to my instinct and continue to work. We have spoken with Liverpool and we have a nice course ahead of us. I just want to get better here. It is a project for me. I want to follow it. I don't know how long I will do that. Um, encouraging quotes, I suppose, I suppose, Lawrence, it's difficult. We don't know what's going on with the transfer window, whether people will buy or sell or any of that. Scene, but from Derek Origi's perspective, you know, <laughs> today's one of those days. I think it's the anniversary of the Newcastle goal, so, you know, it's quite fitting, actually. But, you know, he scored those those iconic goals. He has got better. I think fans have got more confidence in him. I get stuck with Origi because he gets shoved out on the left. And for me, he's ineffective, but that's not his fault. So for him to improve and say that he wants to stay at Liverpool, I think it's probably encouraging, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's really encouraging. And, you know, obviously he wants to stay at the club and stay working on the clock like he spoke very highly of him and I'm, I'm, you know as a player why wouldn't you want to work for, for probably the best manager in the world at the minute um like you said sometimes when he does come on and get stuck on the left he doesn't really make much of an impact but what i when, when i when i see a come on his first in, instinct is to get at the the defense whether we're losing whether we're winning whether it's to 40th minute, whether it's the 90th minute, like he's constantly full of energy and looking to create something. And you know he's still only 25; he's still got a a lot of his career ahead of him. So for him to want to stay here and not maybe, you know, this is probably is the best time for him to go somewhere else and find a club where he he probably can be the the main number nine or and the main striker for them. But he wants to stay at Liverpool and continue working under Klopp and, and and in this team. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd happily keep it Really, like I, I love him. I think, I think he does the business for you when you need him to.
1: It must be quite hard to have that attitude. I think you, you think you're spot on there. For, for you know, I get frustrated when he comes out on the left, but you know, he must be as well because he's not you know shown his full potential. But like you said there, the fact that he wants to kind of stay, hang around, improve. I think you know whatever happens next season, you know, there's plenty of game time for him, isn't there? So yeah. you're quite right. You know, for Liverpool's perspective, they could probably this is probably the best time to cash in on him, maybe. Because he's shown his potential for it. So for him to say he wants to stay and continue, I think you're right, he's spot on. Uh, moving on to so Jordan Henson, uh, help us launch online raffle, hashtag shirts for heroes to raise funds for NHS. Uh, this is from thisisanfield.com. Uh, Jordan Henson is helping lead the charge once more uh, in a bid to raise further funds to the NHS uh, by selling shirts. They're going to do some work between uh, football players through the Premier League. Uh, and eBay to sell off raffle tickets, uh, all the details on the this is Anfield um article. But Lauren, I think this is quite good in the sense of it's Jordan Henderson yet again, yeah. you know, someone who's been tipped for sports personality of the year for all the stuff that he's done previously. Footballers have got a bad rap because of my Hancock um is a cock, basically. Um so he's moved on. But Jordan Henderson just not 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 resting on his laurels and continuing to, to do support. And for someone like you know, yourself, you do you work in the NHS. Yeah. Um so, you know, what does that mean to you that the fact that you're getting not you personally, but, you know, there's continued support from footballers or high-profile people that are willing to, to support what you and, and your work workmates do. Yeah,
2: it's, it's amazing to see and obviously, you know, he was the, at the forefront of that Players Together campaign as well. So, he hasn't just done one thing and gone, oh, I've done my part there, let's just leave it at that. He's still working to try and get more stuff in place to raise more money for the NHS, which is, like, incredible to see. And, you know, the, Footballers do get a bad rap for the, for the amount of money that the, at, at the end or stuff like that, but it, it's been nice that in this time they've been able to put football aside and, and all that type of stuff aside and just focus on what's important, which is the NHS at the minute. And, yeah, it's amazing to see that he's not just stopping at one thing, he's going to continue to go and continue to try and raise money for, for something that
1: is you know is
2: very underfunded and needs all the help it can get.
1: Does that just have a personal point of view and this has nothing to do with football but does does that sort of thing help morale in like a workplace like that when you know do you just talk about it in the workplace not Jordan Henderson specifically but you know like this Captain Tom and all this stuff of people doing things to raise money to support what you guys do is it does it help boost your morale
2: yeah it's amazing to see like I, I work on a ward so you know I work very close with nurses and doctors and the, the work that they do just not when there's a pandemic like just in everyday life is is amazing so like football is a big talking point and Liverpool's a in city so the first thing you do when you go into work is oh did you see the match at the weekend or did you see the match last night and you know I walked into one of them um, into work a few weeks ago and there's a big cardboard out on Mo Salah like in one of the corridors and it's just like as soon as you've seen it it just put a little smile on your face so I'm sure that all the all the nurses and the doctors who you know are interested in that type of ingesting football and that type of stuff are seeing this and thinking, oh, that's really nice to see, especially from like you know at the captain of Liverpool and all the, all the clubs in the Premier League, and obviously like Captain Tom raising millions and millions of pounds at like 100 years old is is amazing to see as well.
1: Good, we're going to give Lauren a little round of applause for all the work <laughs> that you're doing. Thank you, Lauren. Um, hopefully, the people in the comments will join in. Um, this is probably badly timed the way I've. I've, I've this agenda in order, but Lawrence done an interview. Uh, he said he wants a holiday after COVID 19's end. He said we need time off to recover mentally. And I'm taking this from Empire of the Cop. Uh, he says it hasn't been easy. We've been locked up in our homes for 46 days now. The psychological aspect is the most difficult to overcome. I work out my own as much as I can. I kick the ball around with my son and our lawn, but the trading with the team is totally different. I try to stay motivated any way I can. I get up in the morning and I tell myself I'm going to get knackered in training today. I've, then at least I've managed to lose some weight. Um, this has got a mixed response, Lauren. I, I understand where he's come from. And I, I don't know whether it's the way it's worded or the way it's, it's been sold You know, on, on Twitter and all this stuff kind of makes him look out to be the bad guy. I think he's kind of asked questions about it. He's not just come out and say, like, listen, I want a break.
0: Yeah.
1: But I think it, it must be hard. I, I understand where he's coming from. I think he's just like when you go, from, as far as his bad time. I went from an agenda about Jordanson raising money for you know NHS staff, and then the Loughran thing. Oh, I didn't do that on purpose, but it must be hard for the for the players to kind of do that, and you kind of think, you know, but we're all in this together, aren't we? You know, like you know, I'm I'm, I'm finding hard. And part of me kind of thought, you know, what do you do about a holiday? And because of the work that we do, if football comes back, and you know, there's I don't know seven weeks of solid football, and then there's like a I don't know, a week or two week break, for example, then you're back into it again the best thing you can do is probably treat this as kind of like a whole, especially for footballers, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Like, they obviously went into isolation, like, a week or two before us as well, like, as a precautionary thing. So, I, I do see where he's coming from. Like, I, I'd love nothing more than a holiday now. Like, yeah, we've all been cooped up, up, up inside for ages. And, like, no, I out not going to America in June because of all this. So, like, yeah, of course, you'd love a holiday, but... You, you can see where why people are complaining about it. And like you said, you don't know whether those words have been twisted or it's just the way it's been portrayed. But yeah, it probably wasn't the best time for him to say what he the, said. The
1: words Lovren in the interview never have a good reception, do they? Because he's famed for doing it before games, then we lose and then it's all his fault. There's absolutely no correlation at all. But yeah, I think, you know, because we're all in the same boat, and I said like the work that you and your colleagues are doing in the NHS... There's, a lot, there's people that are worse off than him, aren't there? And I'm sure this isn't him having a moan, I'm sure he's been asked about it, but it's important to realise that the players who rely on a team game, is so important for them to kind of build that back up. It's, it must be hard for them.
2: Yeah, and like, you know, sitting at home, probably kicking a ball with, I don't know, I think his son's only like three or something like that, is obviously a lot different than kicking the ball with Moose Salah at Melwood. Um,
1: you'd like to think so, Lauren.
2: Yeah, you'd like to think so, so... I think just that, I think they're probably all just missing that environment in general. Like the whole, you know, the squad's massive. Being in training at Melwood is probably really enjoyable for them. So it's for them all to have to do it over Zoom or Skype or whatever, obviously isn't the best. But there is ways that they can keep you know team morale high and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's not it's
1: not it's not wrong to talk about it, is it? And I'm, again, I'm not defending him. Like, I don't totally agree with, with with what he said, but he's he's not wrong if he's been asked a question about it and kind of saying, "Well, this is happening, this is happening." It's not necessarily him moaning; it's just him saying how he feels, and potentially that could encourage other people to kind of talk about the same thing. Or if if footballers in a similar position to so what we're all feeling, yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing, is it?
2: No, and like, there's obviously mental health is massive, so it's important that if you are feeling, you know, a little bit down about the current situation and you, you're feeling a bit trapped like because you're cooped up inside it's, it's important to talk about your feelings about it and obviously his, his words have probably just been
0: quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Twisted a little bit just for the sake of the the article or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. It's it's important to talk about it. And he's obviously said that, but it probably just hasn't come at the best of times, which is unfortunate for him.
1: And I'm sure, like to compare it, like you, I must be really bad for him, stuck in a in a massive mansion and shitloads of money. Do you know what I mean? Is people worse off than him? Yeah. Uh, moving on slightly, this is from Friday, but I don't think we touched on it, so I was going to chuck it in a, in the agenda now. Uh, there's a Premier League meeting on Friday. Uh, the key sentence that I, I took from this was the clubs re- reconfirmed their commitment to finishing in the 1920 season, maintaining the integrity and competition, welcomed by the government supports. Um, there's a few things to this, Lauren. I think I think the government are going to announce some stuff later on this week Um, so I think the Premier League have have waited there's a Premier League uh, meeting this week as well which we'll come on to in a a second but again it's just that I I change my mind on a daily basis whether the season's going to continue or not I'm sure loads of people in the comments are the same of going like PSG finished their uh, sorry France finished their league PSG were champions and the other day I was like oh that might happen and then I'm seeing stuff of like this the Premier League they want to finish their thing it's safe to do so but it's on on the government support and what they want to go and do where, where you are in your mind, uh, what's going to carry on? Or are you the same as me?
2: I'm exactly the same as you. I, it changes every day. I think me and my dad must have the same conversation about four or five times a day because we just don't know what's going to happen and, and like what the best thing is. Um, obviously, we us as Liverpool fans, I'd love nothing more for the season to, to start up again. Um, but you've got to think of the bigger picture at, at times. And if it's genuinely not safe to do so, then... Uh, right now in the next few weeks then that's just just what, what has to be um there's,
1: there's, there's a couple of things within that as well because like I've said don't do so And and I think i've seen the argument of like if you're taking NHS staff away from you know hospitals and stuff then don't do it because it's pointless yeah. I think yeah. Gary Nell suggesting go go and play in a country where they don't have COVID-19 which is just fucking stupid because you're in danger in danger of taking it over there but yeah. I've also seen the argument in the sense of it could potentially be, and this isn't this isn't my words, it could be one of the safest places because they're going to be so well protected and, and looked after and they're going to have constant tests. You know, in a month's time, you know, <laughs> if the government meet, meet the, the standards that they're setting for testing and stuff like that, you know, the world could look very different in a month's time. So you know, yeah. it, it could be okay. And then it's got the sense of it's escapism for, for us and a lot of other people of getting things back on the road and, and stuff like that. So may, maybe it is a good thing. Um, but we'll have to, have to wait and see. Things are changing. Go on, Lauren, sorry.
2: Uh, no, I was just gonna say like you're exactly right. Like I think everyone, I think everyone's thinking about like the implications of next season as well. Like more so than this season. Like everyone's going on about like who goes in Champions League and all that type of stuff. But it's just gotta be, you know, one day at a time. And like you said, like I, I don't see lockdown being lift, being fully lifted anytime soon. Because, but then also like you're saying, it might be the best thing to to leave it here because. They are very well protected, but I don't know. It's it's a big headache to have, and I'm, I'm and, glad and, I'm
1: the doing it. Yeah, and again, also these restrictions I and mean, there's another spike, then you just reset yourself to go back four or five weeks later anyway. Um so yeah, so I will wait and see on that. Uh, the Premier League decision, as I mentioned before, for Everton Liverpool on knife edge is crucial. Vote draws near. Um Primary League plans for project restart as a neutral ground issue contested. Uh, there was a meeting later on this week, as I said before. Um it's suspended since March the 13th because of the coronavirus, uh, yet the current plan to play matches in neutral venues has seemingly led to significant divisions among 20 teams. The Times claimed there could be an opposition to the neutral ground idea for as many as eight clubs. And this is part of the continuation of what's going to happen with this this league, Lauren. If, I think this team's near the relegation that kind of said, well, if you're going to go on neutral grounds and we don't want to do it and everyone's kicking up a fuss. But if it's going to be neutral grounds and there's going to be no fans there anyway, I'm not entirely sure what difference that makes. Maybe it's a psychological edge or or something like that.
2: Yeah, my dad said the same thing to me yesterday. He was like, "I don't see, I don't see the reason why neutral grounds wouldn't be a thing." Because I think I think it might have been the someone from Brighton who said, "Oh, we want to play our remaining home games at home," and you can see why because I think I think it is very much psychological. I, I was saying to my dad yesterday it's it's sort of like a home comfort for those players. You know, when they get to the stadium, they know what they're doing, they, they know the pitch, they, they know the surroundings. Obviously, there's not going to be fans there, but it's probably just a little bit of home comfort for them. But then, like you're saying, football's football, no matter where you play it. So,
1: I saw something else as well. I think there was someone down at the bottom of the league, it might have been Brighton, they said they want relegation off the table if they're going back yeah. to football or anything. Was it, was it Brighton?
2: I don't know whether it was Brighton but I don't know what you're talking about
1: yeah. I was just going you can't be using like leverage like that to to say mm. I want to continue the sport. I think it's 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 a disgrace. Um we're going to get to some of your comments in a minute one more topic it wouldn't be a new show. Uh, obviously, without some team of Verna chat, I know we talked about uh, transfers and stuff before. Uh, it's a piece from the Independent. Uh, Liverpool have not ceased their interest in signing Team of but the club have made no concrete decisions around transfers, given the financial implications of the coronavirus and uncertainty over how it will reshape the market. And um, that's not really news. I just wanted to put some Team of Verna chat into the conversation today, Lauren. Um, but again, it, it brings the conversation about of you know the transfer window, yeah. and it probably plays into Divock Origi as well. You know, Liverpool aren't going to sign Team of Verna. Maybe Divacarigi is looking at that. I mean, and saying, sound, you know, my, my position's not not a threat there.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. You know, team, having team a winner be absolutely amazing. He's, a, he's an incredible player. But like you're saying, if if we don't sign him and the transfer window's voided or whatever, and you do have a striker like Diva you who can improve on what he's already done at the club, then you, you might be the like, Klopp and his backroom staff might be sitting there thinking, I don't need to go and sign him straight away. I can wait till next season, let's give Origi a chance another season to see what he can do and what, what, you know, Origi might end up being a a really pivotal player for us next season, You, you just don't know. So, yeah, it could just play into his hands nicely.
1: Yeah, could do. Uh, some of your questions and comments. Uh, firstly, on Divock Origi. Stephen some of us says people forget what a did for Liverpool last season. Scored crucial goals uh, against Barcelona, Newcastle, and Champions League final. I would call him a legend for what he did. Uh, I'm happy we'll be staying. I I, I get that, yeah. but like I don't know if it's just things playing like recent things. I mean, someone to the Chelsea game and like he, I know everyone wasn't great in that game, but you stick out in your mind. Like I said, he was out on the left. And he just seemed to be a bit predictable. And it's like, how many times can you say, like, he scored all these iconic goals? Everton's another one, for example. And uh, I think that kind of buys him a, a bit more time, doesn't it? And it an interesting point you made. If he's only 25, like, it feels a lot longer than that because he's been around for so long, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, I think did we sign him when he was, like, 19 or 20, something like that. So he's actually been here for ages. He's obviously had, like, his loan his spells and stuff like that. So, But, yeah, like, those, like, kind of goals do stick out in your mind. And, like, I'm the type of person who, like, whatever, whenever I look at Origi, I don't picture his bad moments on, on the left wing. It's always just, I remember when he's, like, the, the Champions League final goal. Or do you remember when he scored that great goal against Everton? Like, that's just, and I think that's just with a lot of players, like, Especially if they've made such big impacts like that on games, you don't remember the bad. You always you always think of the good times.
1: Yeah, I think that the first goal of the season was was it the own goal against Norwich? He was out wide left for that one, so you know yep. he has he has improved in that position. Uh, Stephen Somerville says he loves the Red Men women content as well. Um, Jordan Henson is the best player in the world. Origi will retire at Liverpool. Goat and the says he needs to play through the middle. Uh, Liam Lawrence says I think, of a Liverpool point of view, uh, be outstanding for, for outstanding for him to stay. Um, Good impact player, but might be time for him to move on. First choice be somewhere else. That all depends on the, on other clubs, doesn't it? You no know, we're seeing the impacts of, of the coronavirus, and I said, you know, it's not just a case of Eriy wants to go or Liverpool want to sell him. It's can other people afford him? Because you know, people are cutting costs. We're seeing, you know, I think okay. it's still Bournemouth and Norwich the only two teams to, to furlough people. Okay. There's rumours that if it doesn't continue and people, you know, don't get the TV money or they have to give some TV money back, they could go bust. So maybe maybe it is right for Divacry just to say well, I'll just wait another season and kind of buy me time.
2: Yeah, he's he's, he's very happy to do that. Um, I think I think for him personally, it probably is looking ahead to next season or the season after because, you know, if he's still just a bench player and he's only getting a few minutes here and there every other game and he's only getting a couple of starts a season, like the cup competitions or whatever, he is going to look at that. I think I you know, I'd, I'd rather go and play first-team football, somewhere else, whether that's in England or abroad, just so he can end his career on, on, a, you know, on a good note, rather than, you know, he's, he's achieved a lot at Liverpool, he's won the Champions League, he could potentially win the Premier League, like, he'll look back on his, his time at Liverpool with fond memories, and I don't think he'll leave unless it's absolutely necessary or it's good for him, personally.
1: Yeah, uh, just a few on the and stuff, Liam um, Lawrence <laughs> says, why should they, is, is Paul and Chris giving you time off before you go back? There's not going to be time to take a break for us, I don't think. Tom's laughing, he's laughing in the background. I had a week booked off, but I think Paul was ill. So you just cancel it. And you just knuckle down and carry on. So that's why I said before, like, Lauren, it's, everyone's in, in the same boat. Like, you know, I, I'd love a couple of weeks off, but when the 40 season kicks off, there won't be time to take all day, so you, you just crack on, don't you? Yeah, that's
2: it. Like, you've just got to get on with it. It is what it is at the end of the day, isn't
1: it? What's, what's going on with, with the women's stuff? Because I know that youth stuff was cancelled on Fridays. Is it the same, same case for the women's thing as well?
2: Um, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing and we've had no women's football since the last week in february so like that's such a, a long period of time like liverpool women for example had three games cancelled um like in between january between december and february that we that we still have to play so we've got eight games left compared to other people's five or six so I mean, it's
1: it's crucial isn't it because you're currently bottom of the table aren't
2: they yeah exactly we're bottom so we could get relegated so like if the season's voided we obviously stay off.
1: <laughs> are you screaming another void for the women's stuff and let them so, the like, men carry on?
2: No, because I I'd always think to myself, Oh, we only what what could have happened, like could we have stayed up anyway? Is it there's this whole thing do you know I me? Mean? And that I'd feel so bad for those those teams in like the championship as well because like at the the top of whoever's top in the championship are clear by i got got a few points so they're nailed on for promotion, which is a big thing in women's football because if you're not in the Some top you, you don't really get money you don't really get the training facilities and whatever so yeah I mean as much as I'd love for us to stay up if we have to go down that's just that's just how how it works you know what I mean?
1: I'm going off on a tangent here but uh, is it filed the team that have, have closed down as well
2: yeah AFC filed of um had to uh, close their women's team down which is like which is so sad to see so you can see like this is a big impact on clubs and like you were saying before, you know, there'll be so many clubs that if the season is voided and you have to give money back at the end of the season, then it's going to be such a big impact in the next few years, never mind just the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a bad. Um, Right then, Lauren, thank you very much for joining us. Don't forget to check out the RebNTV TV women's podcast if you want some extra content available on Spotify, iTunes, all podcast apps, and on their YouTube channel and social media. Uh, We'll be back on Wednesday with some more news, and we'll see you then. Ta-ra.